Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. We thank you for joining us this week. On today's episode, we got Senior Pastor Dr. Nida M. Parson. We were all set free through Jesus Christ. He paid the price. But sometimes we get caught up living in a free world like we're still slaves. Slaves to sin. Slaves to things that are non-productive to our lifestyle. So on today's episode, she asks, are we truly free or free-ish? Living like a slave in a free country. Are you living like a slave in a free country? Because everyone in the kingdom of God has been declared free. We are citizens of a free country called the kingdom of God. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. In reverence to the reading of the word of God. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. I still need a little taken off this mic. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, let's read together. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Our topic this morning is free-ish. Now this time, I know what what ish means, and so last time y'all were laughing at me because the secular idea, all of our middle school and high schoolers, if you would like to go, amen, where they're having um, middle and high school, you are welcome to Follow the youth down the, the, uh, down the aisle, our middle school and high schoolers. Um, but I decided two things I'm not going to let the world have. We just, everything they appropriate, we let them have. I'm not letting them have the rainbow. Because the rainbow is a sign of the promise of God. That there will be no more water. <laughs> but fine next time. I ain't giving up the rainbow and I'm not giving up ish. So my topic this morning is free-ish. Are you really free? Or are you free-ish? Well, y'all, it is 4th of July weekend. Got five people that's excited about it. It's 4th of July weekend. It's the time that we celebrate the freedom of the United States of America. The colonizers made this their country home. 
but England was still controlling them. So they rebelled and they declared their freedom on July 4th, 1776. They made a declaration of independence. So tomorrow is a national holiday called Independence Day. But um, we just had another national holiday two weeks ago. And it's an American holiday. And it's about freedom, too. So, like, didn't we just have Juneteenth? Like, two weeks ago? And, and, and I found out, Tara, they called Juneteenth National Independence Day. Because that was the day that the last of the American slaves were set free. So between Juneteenth and July 4th, there's a discrepancy. We have one holiday in June for the freedom of one set of Americans and a holiday in July for the freedom of another set of Americans. Sometimes I think our country is schizophrenic. The word schizophrenia actually means split mind. And so my apologies to those wonderful people who legitimately have schizophrenia because at least I understand you. I get you, but so I'm not even going to use that for our country. I'll say our country has a split mind. Because we boast that we live in a free country. See, we all want to be free, but we don't really want anyone else to be free unless they're doing what I want them to do. I don't want you to tell me what to do, but I want to be able to tell you what to do. I don't want you to make me wear a mask or get a vaccine so I can save lives. But I don't want you to tell me I can't have an AR-15 to save lives. It's, it's, it's split mine. I want to be able to talk about critical race theory and the truth about racism. But I don't want you to be able to talk about what the Bible says about sexual orientation. It's a, it's a split mind. I want to be free to tell your child about their gender choices. But I don't want you to be free to tell your child about their God choices. I don't want you to be free to abort a baby before it's born. But after the baby is born, I don't want to give you paid parental leave, health care, or a livable wage. And if the baby goes bad, I want the right to shoot him with my concealed weapon. And if he or she gets one of mine first, I want to be free to kill them later on on death row. Death row. It's a split mind. 
So let me park here and give a pastoral statement on the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe versus Wade, which Roe versus Wade, which 50 years ago gave women the constitutional right to have an abortion. And, 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 and I, I, I was going to do it last week, uh, but I need to make a pastoral statement. Is the church of Jesus Christ supposed to be pro-choice or pro-life? Let's go to the word of God. Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, meaning the womb, your eyes saw my unformed body. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them even came to be. Well, that's what David said. But what did God say himself? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I don't write this stuff. I just teach it. This is not my opinion. This is the word of God. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And there's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life. So that you and your children may live. What are you saying, Pastor? This is just a pastoral statement. You don't have to agree with it. The Bible teaches that God is the author of life. That he knows us and has identified us even prior to conception. The argument whether life begins at conception biblically it begins before that. And we have been given free will and choice. And he has commanded, the Bible teaches, he has commanded what we are to choose. So the world separates the two. You have to be pro-life or pro-choice. But God's command put them together. He said, choose life. You can roll with it any way you want to. But the Bible said, choose and life. God's command put them together. The world is the one who separated them apart. 
So let me say this. Since we are to choose life, I believe, and this is me, this is not God, I believe that we need to choose life from, from conception to the grave. Choose life at conception. And then at childbirth, choose life by giving families some paid leave time to have the baby. Y'all know we're the only sophisticated country that doesn't do that? And then give me a living wage to raise this baby. And then choose life by giving me some health care. And then choose life by enhancing education. Then choose life by helping me get some higher education. And then keep choosing life to give me some gun laws that'll keep me safe. And then keep choosing life by dealing with climate change. And then keep choosing life by the justice system, by giving some mental health treatment, by doing something about these immigration laws, and even the death penalty. If you're going to choose life, choose the death penalty, and then when I'm old and, and, and need some health care and whatever's going on with Medicare and whatever called this, this new thing called let grandma die. If we're going to choose life, then choose life my whole life. That's just me. All the Bible said was choose life. My, my second issue with what's happening, what happened in the last couple of weeks is that Reuben, I don't know what they did in Malaysia, but, but here in the United States, half of the church rejoiced and the other half of the church was angry. And they got this thing going around now called white Jesus and black Jesus. And, and, and there's different standards and views depending on which Jesus. And, and so, I begin to question God and say, how did politics split the church? So it made me sad, not, not only because the Supreme Court is no longer nonpartisan, you know, I, I, I held the Supreme Court, to, to, but now they like everybody else. But, but I, I was sad not only because the Supreme Court is no longer nonpartisan, but because neither is the church. And I asked God, I said, God, Jesus' final prayer was that we be one. And Tiffany, I had to ask, God, how could Jesus pray and not get his prayer through? The night before he died, one of his last requests while he was here on earth was, God, let them be one. And the church is so split. How, how could Jesus not get his prayer through? And God said to me, I've been asking this question probably for at least the last six years. As the church begins to split uh, right and left. And God said to me, what makes you think? They split the church. He said the church is the body 
of born again, baptized believers. Don't confuse organized religion with the church. That's what I, that's what I was doing, Kevin. I, I, I confuse organized religion with the church. He said, don't confuse the politically religious. They're not the church. They're just politically religious. He said, don't confuse the politically religious with the church. He said, tell your folks this morning in your pastoral statement, tell them don't leave the church. Tell somebody don't leave the church. Don't leave the church. Just, just don't leave the church. Just don't leave the body of born-again, baptized believer because the church has to be the church. Don't run off and be a Republican and leave the church. Don't run off to be a Democrat and leave the church. Don't run off to be independent and leave the church. Don't run off to jump to pro-life or jump to pro-choice and leave the church. Don't go run off to be conservative or liberal, to be left or right, to be a capitalist or a socialist and leave the church. Stay in the church church tell somebody stay in the church stay in the church stay the church we are one in the kingdom of God and the gates of hell will never prevail against the church tell somebody don't leave the church don't get caught up in what these don't know God folks are doing out there our opinion must always line up with the word of God. So back to our topic of freedom. Are you living free or just free-ish? Let me go back to what I said last month, month before last. The suffix-ish comes not from what the world say it come from now. It comes from Old English, and it's a diminutive. It's a suffix. You put it at the end of a word. And then what it does is it diminishes the word. And so it means that the word before it is lessened in its intensity. It is diminished. So it might be a strong word like free. But when the ish is added to it, it decreases its intensity, its purity, and its original form. So free-ish is diminished freedom. Watch this, watch this, watch this. In 1776, the United States declares itself free, fights for it, wins it, they're free. So they have a declaration of independence. But it didn't include people who were slaves. So in January of 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation made most of the slaves free, not all of them, but most, but they still had to fight for it and they won. So on June 19th, 1865, we had general order number three. And general order number three released the, the last bit of American slaves. That means from 1776 to 1865, this nation wasn't really a free nation. It was free-ish. It was a free country but not everyone was free. So from 1776 to 1865, and maybe even until now, there were people living like a slave in a free country. Like a slave 
in a free country? Are you living like a slave in a free country? Because everyone in the kingdom of God has been declared free. We are citizens of a free country called the kingdom of God. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Romans chapter 6 says, we know, for we know, we know that our old self, was crucified with him so that when he died for us in God's eyes we died with him so that the body that was ruled by sin is now done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because even in the natural anybody who has died is set free from whatever enslaved them. So I said, anyone who has died has been set free from sin. So when Jesus died, you died. So you're not a slave anymore because anybody that died is set free from sin. So I ask you again, are you living like a slave in a free country? Let me say it like this. If you can't stop cussing, or drinking, or smoking, or vaping, you're living like a slave in a free country. If you can't stop fornicating, and watching pornography, and gambling, and popping pain pills, or even shopping, you are living like a slave in a free country. If you can't stop overeating, and you can't make yourself get up and exercise, if you can't turn off that TV, and you can't turn off that social media, and you can't put down that video game, you are living like a slave in a free country. If you can't break depression, and anxiety, and fear if you can't control your anger if you can't get rid of this laziness if you can't get rid of your procrastination if you can't do right in your marriage if you can't love people freely and let them in if you can't make yourself do right or keep yourself from doing wrong you are living like a slave in a free country And this is not what God intended when he sent the son to set you free. I told you, Erica, I had to preach to myself. And this is not what God intended when he sent his son to set you free. You are supposed to be free indeed, not free-ish. So what does this have to do with discipleship? Because the new series this month is to level up discipleship. We're in a series, level up discipleship. So let me see if y'all ready. Let me see if y'all remember what we're doing this year. New A. New A. New A. I feel like I'm living. Now do it with some excitement. New A. New A. New A. I feel like I'm leveling up. So we are leveling up. Yeah, give me that praise at the end. So we're living up discipleship this month. And discipleship is one of the five purposes of the church. We follow the five purposes of the church, which is worship, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship, and ministry. That's what we do. 
We were told by Jesus to go and make disciples. So what is discipleship? A disciple is someone who follows the teachings, life, and aim of another until that person becomes like their master. A disciple is someone who follows the teachings, life, and aim of another until the person becomes like their master. So discipleship, in the Christian sense, is the process of making someone become like Christ. The disciple of Christ is to become like Christ in everything. So the process of becoming like Christ. Discipleship is the process of becoming like Christ. And it is twofold. We are to become disciples, and then we're to make disciples. Your purpose in life is to become a disciple, to be as much like Christ as you can possibly be, and then go make disciples of other people. And so uh, Rick Warren is the one who kind of talks about these five purposes of the church. So uh, I, I was looking up what he had to say about discipleship, and he told this story. He said in India at the time, there are large percentages of children who were not growing because of malnutrition. 46% of the children in India at the time were underweight or undernourished. It said 38% of them are permanently stunted in their growth. So the headline read, poverty is preventing a generation from growing up. You all, the devil wants the church to be so compromised and so distracted by what's going on in the world that it ends up preventing a new generation of Christians from growing up. I think we got a little problem with that, Tanya. It seemed like we got a whole group of Christians that are not growing up. We are meant to grow. Are you the same as you were this time last year? Are you the same as you were five years ago? We were meant to grow as cute and as lovable as babies are, it's a tragedy not to grow up. Something is wrong when a baby don't grow up. And growing up for us means to become like Christ. And once we are like Christ, that is when we become fully alive. He said, I come that you might have life. And the more you get like me, the more fully alive you become. The more you become exactly what I designed you to be. So discipleship is the process of becoming like Jesus Christ. Now watch this. July 4th, 1776, the Declaration of Independence. January 1st, 1863. The Emancipation Proclamation, June 19, 1865, General Order Number 3. One declared the country free. One proclaimed the slaves free. And one acknowledged and released them to their full freedom. So when Jesus died on the cross... We were all declared free from sin. 
The blood is our declaration of independence. But when we preach the gospel, Tara, then we proclaim that we are free from sin. That is our emancipation proclamation. But when we become disciples and live like Christ, now we are released from the life of slavery and freedom is fully realized. So discipleship then, discipleship is what happens between the proclamation and the realization. Discipleship is what happens between the proclamation of freedom and the realization of freedom. Because when you become like Christ, you're fully alive. You are fully free. You, are, you have fully realized your freedom. You become everything God preordained you to be. So we go back to Galatians chapter 5. He said it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. I set you free for freedom. So what you need to do is stand firm. And don't let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Now, at the time, he was talking about the law. He was talking about circumcision. He was talking about something. But for us, God is saying today, it's for freedom. I set you free so that you could be free. So stand firm in your freedom and don't go back to the thing that had you enslaved. Then he goes down and says, you, my brothers and sisters, you're called to be free. That, that, that order number three. You, you, you're called to be free. But, but, but don't use your freedom. To indulge your flesh. What I'd rather you do is, is get out there and serve. With, with this freedom. But, but, but you're using your freedom to, to indulge your flesh. So what do I need to do? To begin this discipleship. We're going to talk about it all month. First, make the choice to grow. You got to make a choice. You got to be in this. It, it does happen spiritually, but I'll explain that in a minute. But, but today you need to make a choice to grow. Because it's a tragedy not to grow. Transformation is one of my passions. It's probably why I became a psychologist and called to preach and it laid right, it right, laid right into what my passion is. My passion is transformation and it bothers me to meet people 20 years later and they haven't changed a bit. Make a decision. Make the choice to grow. It is a tragedy not to grow. And then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The problem, the problem with our church right here is that too many of you do not have the Holy Spirit and you don't even know it. Because when you're in a multi-denominational or a non-denominational church, you gather people that have been taught a thousand different ways. 
Some of you were raised Baptist, some of you were raised Methodist, some of you were raised Jehovah Witness, some of you were raised Muslim, some of you were raised in no church at all, some of you were raised Pentecostal, some of you were raised uh, Pentecostal holiness. Some of you were raised sanctified, some of you were raised with like anything goes. And some of you were taught that when you accepted Jesus Christ, that you had this, that you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so you made a, a decision and you prayed the prayer, but you have never experienced the full filling of the Holy Spirit. And the reason that some of you are not growing is because the Holy Spirit is the growth hormone. You see, kids that have a problem growing, sometimes if there's a problem with the growth hormone from the pituitary gland, the Holy Spirit has the DNA in it. See, see, when a kid has DNA, you don't even have to do a whole lot. You just feed them. Because their DNA causes them to grow. But if there's a problem in the DNA... Or if they are malnutrition, it doesn't turn on the things that cause growth. So you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're not sure, just ask him every day. Lord, I don't know how I've been taught. Lord, I don't know. I hear Pastor them talking about that, and I think I have it, but I'm not sure I have it. But you know what? I'm not growing. So evidently, I need a filling of the Holy Spirit. And after you've made the choice to grow and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, now you need to eat. Somebody say eat. 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 You got to eat. You're not going to grow if you don't eat. You have to read and study, pray and fast, praise and worship. It, that's, that's what you eat. It ain't nothing but a three-course meal. Read and study, pray and fast, praise and worship. Get it in your spirit. Read and study, pray, pray and fast, praise and worship. If you eat, you'll grow. You need to eat. And then he also says you need to serve. That's the exercise that you do after you ate. Because if you only eat and don't move. <laughs> you need to serve. You notice, you notice, you notice that Jesus kept calling them to higher levels of commitment. He started out, follow me. And then after they followed him a while, he challenged them to another level of committed. Take up your cross. Deny yourself. Follow me. And then near the end, he took them to a level of, uh, another level of commitment. Now I want you to go make disciples. Of every night. They, they, and over those three years time, they grew. Because Jesus kept calling them to a higher level of commitment. Somebody told me this week, that's why they really don't like to pray, because they don't want to hear what God is going to tell them they got to do next. <laughs> because if you grow, he is going to call you to higher levels of commitment. So you, so you know we have the five purposes, and, and we also have the five groups. And, and, and this, this is how Rick said, he said, in, in while we go out to the community for the purpose of evangelism, our message to them is come and see. It's come and see. 
But when they come in here and now the crowd is here, that next group of people is come meet Jesus. Come and meet Jesus. A higher level of commitment. Then you sit here long enough and we want you to become a part of the congregation. And that's come and be in the family. But if you're in the family long enough, then you're called to a higher level of committed. You become part of the committed and it's come and develop. Discipleship. And then you call to a higher level commitment and you become the core of the ministry and that's to come and serve. And after you come and serve here for a little while, you might go to that sixth group, which is the commission, which is come and go. So discipleship takes you to different levels of, of commitment. Come and see. Come and meet Jesus. Come and be in the family. Come and develop. Come and serve. Then come and go. Some of y'all haven't grown past meet Jesus. Some of you that are home right now, you're at home listening to stuff because you've never joined anybody's church or you stopped going to church during the pandemic. And so you haven't even gotten to the come be in the family. You've been stuck in meet Jesus. You're not growing. And some of you have been in, in the family for a long time, and you have not developed. You're the same as when you came. I don't know how you come to New Antioch and stay the same, but some of you are really good at it. I know how you do it. You come to church after 9, and you leave before 1030. That, that's how they do it, Erica. And you don't go to a community group, and you don't go to Kingdom Academy, and you don't serve in anything. And that's about the only way in New Antioch that you can really stay up in here and, and get stuck at being a family and never develop. And, and then you never get to come and serve, much less come and go. Go what, Pastor? Go make disciples. And we believe in our church it happens in community. Growth happens in community. You need to be in a community group. Growth happens with other people. It happens with fellowship. It don't happen at home by yourself, listening to preachers. So we're going to spend this month <laughs> leveling up our discipleship, leveling up this process of becoming like Christ until we are truly free and not just free-ish. But since it's 4th of July weekend, it's Pastor Tiffany's birthday weekend. Since, since it's 4th of July weekend, the band can come and the praise team can grab your microphones. Just start playing that, that song, Freedom, for me. Pray it low, but pray it. But play it. Here is my declaration of independence. Woo, I sure wish I could holler preach. Here is my declaration of independence. Because I will no longer live like a slave in a free country. I'm in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is a free country. And Tanya, I've been living like a slave in a free country. 
I am in the kingdom of God and I have been set free so I refuse to live free-ish. So here is my declaration of independence. I declare that I am free from failure and defeat because no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I declare that I am free from all forms of addiction because sin cannot reign in my mortal body. I declare that I am free from worry and anxiety because the peace of God that transcends all understanding guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. I declare that I am free from depression and despair because even when weeping endures for a night, joy is coming in the morning. I declare that I am free from demonic oppression because I am more than a conqueror through him that love me and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world I declare that I am free from loneliness and isolation because even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for God is with me he who sent me is with me I declare that I am free from the danger I am free from the fear of danger because goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life I declare that I am free from poverty and lack because God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory I declare that I am free from deception and doubt because I know the truth and the truth sets me free I declare that I am free from death and hell because I am a believer and whoever believes Leaves in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I declare that I am free and not just free ish because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Somebody clap your hands in this house. Yeah. I want to clap a little louder than before. Sing louder than before. Oh, 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 oh. I want to jump higher than before. I want to shout louder. Come on, everybody. a little louder than before I want to sing a little louder than before I want to spin a little wilder than before I want to shout louder somebody say
no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Come on, is that your testimony? No more shackles, no more chains, no more No more shackles, no more shackles, no more chains, no more boxes, I am free. Do I have anybody that feel like dancing? Hallelujah. celebrate freedom <laughs> this is real freedom you don't have to live like a slave in a free country this is true freedom and the first thing you need to do is to accept the proclamation that you have been emancipated on that cross over 2,000 years ago, somebody bought your freedom. Those of you that are still struggling with stuff you can't stop, it just feels like you can't stop. But I came to tell you today, you don't have to be free-ish. Okay, I'm talking to my own self. You can be free. You are free. Don't you dare go out there, start shooting off fireworks for a freedom you don't have. Receive it today. First, you need to join the country. You need to get in the right country. You need to come on over to the kingdom of God because everybody in here is free. <laughs> The kingdom of God, Kev, is a free country. And I came to proclaim freedom to the captives. All of those things I listed, I know I hit most of us, if not all of us. There's another level of freedom God is offering you. But first, you got to be in the kingdom. So whether you're listening by live stream or whether you're hitting in, sitting in this house, you guys take it slow on that freedom part. Slow it down a little bit. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Say this prayer with me. So you can get into this free country. It's automatic if you mean this in your heart. 
Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart and set me free. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong and save me. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all it takes. If you believe that in your heart, I can give you the words, but you got to have the heart. And if you believe that in your heart, we believe that you have instantly been born again and set free. And now you're ready for discipleship. Now you're ready to just live out the fullness. You got the proclamation, and now it's time for the realization. And that comes when you make a decision, which I believe you just did, when you decide to grow, when you receive the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to pray for that today, and when you eat and serve, you will grow. Don't be part of that generation that never grows up. There's no Peter Pans in the kingdom of God. Y'all need to grow up and be like Christ. Some of you need to receive the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to have you do it. it, it, it the Holy Spirit is, is like gas. When you run out, it's, a, it's the, except, I'm saying I take that wrong. It ain't like gas. It's, it's more like the places where you go where refills are free. And so even though you, you believe you've been filled with the Holy Spirit before, the refills are free. And let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. Lift those hands to the Lord right now, all over those of you, wherever you're listening. Lift your hands where you are right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lay myself before you. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, I want to grow. Fill me, I want to be like you. Fill me up. Fill me, Holy Spirit. I receive you right now. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your strength. Fill me with your DNA. Holy Spirit, I receive you. I believe that the Holy Spirit is for me, and I need a refilling. Somebody's running on empty. Refill me. Fill God, I need you right now to move through this place right now, and fill your people with the Holy Spirit anybody that wants to receive it if you can believe it right now the Holy Spirit is here right now to fill you up you need to be filled up in the name of fill me God fill me fill me up fill me up God fill me fill me fill me God fill me up God fill your people refill us Refill us till we overflow. Refill us till we move like you. Refill us till we talk like you. Refill us till we think like you. Refill us, God. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. Yeah. I feel the Holy Spirit. I, I feel him in the room. I, I can hear him talking in the room. Hallelujah, fill me up. 
freedom, freedom. I hear your Holy Spirit. There's one more group I need to pray for. And that's those of you who are honest enough to admit that you've been living like a slave in a free country. And you'd like prayer this morning for God to truly break you free from whatever it is you've been struggling with. So everybody that's serious about it, some people don't want to be free. There's some people that like slavery. There's, there's things about slavery you like. They done fooled around and let you live in the big house. And you think you better than the other slaves. But sooner or later you won't figure out you might be living in a big house, but baby, you're still a slave. Already, the thing about slavery is they had 100% employment. But if you are really serious about stopping your living free-ish, if you want us to pray for you, we believe that God sets completely free and whom the son sets free is free indeed let us pray for you let us fight for you because sometimes you got to fight for freedom and we are some fighting folk up in here we will fight for you up in here if you want us to fight for you we're going to get the devil off of you today if you will accept it your life just changed today. And if you'll do the things that I talked about, just keep hanging out with us. I don't want you to be fooled by what you see. We're believing that God today has moved the unmovable. And that he's working a miracle in your life. And now you just have to grow. You just have to fight. But we believe that it's done. We're believing for it. This is a place where you can meet Jesus. Change your life and find your purpose. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Amen. That's our service for today. Those of you who are listening by live stream, we would love for you to be part of our church. We're inviting you to the next level of commitment and say, I need a church home, a place where I can grow, a place where I can be fed. So put that in the comments right now or go to newantioch.org and press the connect button. Discipleship happens in community. We want you in one of our community groups. We want you in here in the house with us. We would love to have you be a member. If you are in the house, and you know your next level of commitment so that you can grow until you are completely and totally free. If you know that that's you, there are people waiting for you right now, right at those double doors. We'll get you connected with the church. There's a book that I want you to have that's called Salvation 101. 
And it'll tell you how to do those things that I talked about, how to read, how to study, how to pray, how to fast. You don't have to understand it now. You just have to make a decision that I'm going to grow. I'm going to take that next level of commitment. So right through those double doors and then go to your left. They're waiting for you right now. If you're here in the building, especially if you prayed that prayer for the first time or you rededicated yourself to God today, I do need you to get that book. So if you raise your hand, I'll send them to you. Otherwise, I, I want you to please stop right here. Amen. Amen. You all see we have a hand right here. We have a hand right here. We have a hand right there. Thank you. This will be some rejoicing going on. Amen. Amen. And we would love to to get your uh, information, amen, and have you come. I would love to be your pastor. We'd love to be your church family, but whatever we can do for you, they will, they will assist you uh, back there. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We are excited about that. Amen. Amen. It is prayer week. Oh, we're excited about it. I'm inviting everybody out to prayer week. That's how we grow. That's how we grow. Amen. By being in prayer together Tuesday night at our Aliante campus from 6 to 7.15. Wednesday night here at this campus. Just come right on back here, 6 to 7.15. Whenever you can get here, uh, come on uh, that night. And then Thursday night here at this campus, we do fasting and prayer. And so this week, after you eat all that, you're not supposed to eat on the holiday tomorrow. Start your fast on Tuesday and just eat fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Fruits, vegetables, and whole grains for the entire three days and sacrifice that time to God. And that is how you grow. That's how we grew up, with fasting and prayer. And there will be word. We'll have some meals for you. I believe Pastor Tara is going to feed you this week. And I'm not sure who else is hanging with Pastor Tara to feed you this week. Pastor, uh, Pastor Barbara, right, Minister Barbara <laughs> is going to be feeding us this week. So come on and eat, pray, fast, all of that. Get your growth on. Somebody say, get your growth on. We want to be like Jesus. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every month, we are in fasting and prayer together so that we can grow together. The only other thing that I want to uh, put on your radar is that we will be partnering with the uh, county commissioner. Um, he's, he, he, he blessed us this week. I, I won't say he blessed us, the committee, and our county commissioner was on the committee uh, this week that uh, gave our Antioch Community Services $100,000. $100,000. <laughs> $50,000 for our counseling center, $50,000 for our achievement center. Uh, we are going to open that 7,000 square foot building right over there and open our community center in this area. And God paid for it. It was his will, so it was his bill. Amen. And every now and then, if you think about Brother Anthony, man, I throw a prayer up for him. But you know what? God has blessed this young man tremendously. But I give him some overflow. Uh, uh, he, he keeps us abreast of what's going on so that we can connect with the right people. We appreciate you, man of God. Um, but we are, So we'll be partnering with the commissioner for our back-to-school 
Affair, instead of doing one, we'll be partnering uh, with them. It will be at the Pearson Center. Your job uh, is to start bringing notebooks, pens, pencils. We need 1,000 notebooks. I believe we can get it, give it, because here at New Antioch, we give. So as you go out, as you see them, find the sales. We need 1,000 notebooks, 1,000 pens. Pens are packs of pens. Packs of pens and a thousand packs of pencils. I believe we can do it, New Antioch. I think the highest, we, we've gone maybe about 500. This is kind of double what we usually do, but God has been so good. I know that we are going to bless the community. So you can start bringing that stuff this week. You start bringing it to prayer week. You can start bringing it uh, to church um, and just put it on the altar. And we will be praying over what we're going to give, that God give increase. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Um, you on vacation, Pastor. So come on, Pastor <laughs> Erica. <laughs> Pastor Kevin on vacation. He don't have to do no work today. God bless you. I love you guys so much. Enjoy Amen. your holiday weekend. Can't nobody let us go like you, Pastor Kev, but we'll give you a little bit of a break. Amen. Good word today. Good word today. If y'all really want to be better, I thought, again, she was going to hit on my word for next week. God has given me some guiding principles for us to really kind of level up this life of discipleship. So come back next Sunday, and I'm going to share with you. Is that all right? Let's stand and be dismissed. You all, please be careful. We know that, the, uh, that COVID has kind of reared its ugly head up so let's be careful as we dismiss and greet one another amen our benediction is on the screen finally brethren farewell be perfect be of one mind live in peace and the god of love and peace shall be with you greet one another with a holy kiss all the saints salute you the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. And love on somebody from afar. Elbow, fist bump. We thank you for joining us today. Our church is located in Las Vegas, Nevada. We have two campuses. One at 610 Bell Rose, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89107. This is our central campus. The website is newantioch.org. Service time is Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Then we have our Aliante campus. That's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Service time is at Sunday afternoon at 12.30 p.m. The website is newantioch-aliante.org. We look forward to seeing you in person. You can also connect with us on our social media sites through our websites. We hope this message blessed you. Take care. We'll see you next time.